Digital. Welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment, news, and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always my delightful co-host. Yeah, Matt. I had a weird cadence in that last little bit. Yeah. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah. Realizing the best version of that bit would have been for you to do that first false start and then me to just kind of <laughs> count it off in my head and then interject <laughs> Batman at the right moment and just be like, I stopped listening when you started. That's just a little... <laughs> That initiates the process in my brain for 10 <laughs> seconds later. To, it's the user-initiated process. <laughs> uh, Batman, that's me. Uh, we're the Just Us Losers. We're on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod. You can check us out there. See the little fun clips. Send it Send it to your friends. Say like, yeah. here, this is a thing you might like. And then they'll like it. And then they'll listen to our whole show. And then we'll be famous. And it'll be, it'll be really nice. Yeah, be it's specifically Fame you is doing only it. a good thing. You are the only person holding us back. Yep. You listening. You. Yeah. Yep. You're holding us back from fame. It's your fault. I resent you. Yep. Matt. Yeah. What's been up to? Not a whole lot. I did watch the Ahsoka teaser, which we talked about last week a little bit. Yep. Um, and about halfway through, about the same moment, you <laughs> made the same remark. I thought, I should probably watch Rebels. Yep. It's probably a thing I should do. Uh, so I started Rebels. I watched the first episode of Rebels today over lunch. How is it? Pretty good. Uh, when comparing to like the average Clone Wars, how is it? I think the last four episodes out of the Clone Wars average. Yes. Those are just like absurdly good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's right about the average. It, okay. it feels like a first episode. There's still, there's some inconsistency of tone. They're still right. finding their footing a little bit, but, um, it's already exciting. It already feels like sort of a kid's show for grownups kind of vibes. Gotcha. I like, and I'm intrigued by the characters so far. And I, uh, it's, fun seeing the world building the entire time though i was definitely just like i could be watching andor right now <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but it's okay i tend to do that a lot i i tend to do that just in my day-to-day life i'm just i'm at work and i could be watching I'm like andor I'm, right I'm helping some kid understand some math concept for the first time and i'm like you know this is great this does warm my heart but and then i think about uh, Kino Loy saying never more than 12 and it cuts <laughs> to credits and I I squealed for 30 seconds <laughs> after that I'm not exaggerating I like went into incoherent balled up in fists and like stiff legged around my apartment for 30 seconds just going there is no exaggeration in that sense <laughs> I was just that's that was a ridiculous amount of adrenaline all right yeah anyway so rebels anyway so rebels yeah um so first episode it, it already jumps into a two-parter right at the start mm-hmm. which you know kind of makes sense so yeah we we don't know a whole lot but it's uh it's sort of some i, I don't know much about the story but um young guy ezra bridger stumbles into a crew of rebellious types who don't really have any broader organization or anything they're just mm-hmm. kind of going around causing trouble and yeah, I don't know. It's uh, some classic, you know, imperial causing uh, being being evil and totalitarian, and get the seeds of some people trying to upset them. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know if this is going to continue, but the music was very. I think they just took basically not clips necessarily, but sort of reorchestrated segments from Ridge Tridge soundtrack. Gotcha. But it worked. It was good. All right. I will continue watching. Good. What else? Uh, I finally lost an Advance Wars by web game. I saw that. Yeah. I <laughs> You're like, I hate this game. I'm never playing again. <laughs> yep. So I actually lost two in a row. Um, and I realized it's because uh, I'm bad at Fog of War, which makes a lot of sense. 
You know, are you familiar with the concept of fog of war? And- yes. Okay. You just like not like you literally get like tunnel vision basically to what you can see. Uh, no, it's that my skill set is no longer applicable because so I'm familiar with advanced wars of the game. I, I kind of mm-hmm. I, I have some built in intuition for how the units work and I can, you know, see some some basic interactions and stuff. But from my chess background, I have a lot of sort of the the mental hardware that you need to be an effective player in standard where you can see everything. Mm-hmm. So from my chess background, I can I can look at a, a given scenario and I can calculate scenarios. I can I can see ahead. I can see, okay, these are the possible moves. Mm-hmm. I can force myself to consider multiple options, which is something that um, beginner players, especially beginning adult chess players, really struggle with. Didn't know you were getting a chess lesson on this episode, did you? <laughs> but um, especially adult players will get very dogmatic and just lock onto the first thing they see and reject other stuff mm. and then kind of come up with a post hoc rationale for that. And so as an experienced player... I try to force myself to be open-minded and that is also an applicable skill and just sort of a certain sense of like, okay, I'm pushing, I'm being pushed back upon. Here's where I can be aggressive. Here's where I should settle back and consolidate. These are sort of things that these are translatable skills, but in fog of war with imperfect information, my brain kind of just is, doesn't know what to do. Mm. I I don't have any of that same background. It's a completely different mode of thinking. I imagine it would be really exciting to be good at it and to understand it. I just don't really care enough to actually put in the work to be good at it. Right. If I'm going to put in the work on something, it's going to be chess. So I'll just stick to standard for now and not be disappointed to lose fog games. All right. Still undefeated in standard. Still hasn't been a competitive one that I've played really so Mm -hmm. far. So I'm now five and oh in the tournament that I'm playing. Nice. Um, Although the most recent one was kind of a strange one. Um, I got paired up with a guy who was actually one of the best Fog of War players in the world, um, but doesn't play standard. So his standard rating was mm-hmm. like the default, like mine. And we played 10 turns and I had probably a small advantage and then he resigned. Gotcha. So nice. I don't know if it was a bigger advantage than I could feel because I'm inexperienced or... Or he's just a he, wimp. He's a wimp or he had something else. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. So. All right. Good on you. Yeah. Anyway. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. But boy, where do I start? I'll start with the podcast. So I listened to Harley uh, or Harley and Joker Sound Mind, ah. which is the, uh, so Batman Unburied, they mm-hmm. did uh, they did that one and that one. I really like that one mm-hmm. with Winston Duke <clears throat> as Batman. Ooh. Okay. Um, and this one. I know one, you told me that, but that's still, that's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so this one was the story of Harley Quinn and joker meeting Mm -hmm. and like when i heard that i was like "Mm, that's some dangerous ground because like kind of the whole thing is that she's been like she's like a ditz like a dumb bimbo that just like does whatever in psychiatry exactly that does whatever joker wants and it's an abusive relationship and Mm -hmm. like it got romanticized a lot and they're trying to get away from that i'm like that's interesting that they're doing Weston, will you be the Joker to my Harley? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, interesting. Let's see what this is about. And it's perfect. Nice. They flip it. Oh. Instead of it being the Joker manipulates her, she takes advantage of, she basically uses him. 
Uh, and she's the smart one <laughs> and like plays him like, like uses it. like psychology to like get him to do what she wants and like and it makes so much sense like there's still like a little bit of an infatuation of her with him like she's like interested in him like there's like kind of this weird like academic interest but also like a romantic interest and like sure. like she kind of gets it in character like, yeah gets what his like do the carpet the, does the carpet match the drapes uh his uh he's more of like like basically oh man it's really hard to describe without like really getting that like it's a really rational point a to point b of her just being a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. and he's a patient to them running off together Mm -hmm. i really do recommend people listen to it because like it's a very good take on how that happens because like I've always hated, like, I'm playing the Arkham games, mm-hmm. and she's just an absolute ditz. Yeah. And, like, the Harley Quinn animated show is, like, really good at kind of hitting the middle ground of that, mm-hmm. where she's kind of chaotic and ditzy sometimes, but, like, cracks out the PhD every once in a while. Like, she'll just, like, mm-hmm. psychology somebody into doing something. Like, how did you do that? She's like, I have a PhD. <laughs> like, I'm a smart person. Um <laughs> And this is just, it's, it's so good. Like there's so many times throughout it that I literally went back 30 seconds to hear Joker be like, uh, wait, 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 what, what is, what's going on? <laughs> like, he's like, he like, he gets played and then he goes, what, what's going on? I'm what, what do you mean? She's like, I want you like, but basically, so what happens, uh, the spark notes, I recommend you go watch it, listen to it. Cause it's good all the way through, mm-hmm. but basically like her dad has cancer and she doesn't have the money for it and he like does like a bunch of crazy shit and he like talks down on people who are like robbing banks and she's like well like you wouldn't do it and he's like nah it's just like it's it's child's play mm-hmm. she's like i just don't think you could do it and he's like <laughs> Classic. I, I can do it she's like uh, he's like i would do it like i'd do it for you and he, she's like okay he's like what <laughs> he's like do it he's like what, what what's going on what's what's happening <laughs> like, just like i i love it's so rare that the joker just gets like caught mm-hmm. and doesn't know where to go and i love that it's harley quinn that does that, that to makes him a lot of sense. it's so good i i recommend it it's like eight episodes that vary from 15 to 20 minutes it's on nice, spotify okay. yeah. super easy to listen to it's so good check it out yeah, all right uh great take on the harley quinn on that whole relationship uh da, da, da. what else have i done i've played arkham asylum okay i mentioned i was playing the arkham games so i played arkham asylum uh and i'm gonna lump these together I've played arkham asylum i'm a little bit into arkham city i started i've played bioshock bioshock 2 and i'm more than halfway through bioshock infinite i didn't realize those were batman games too yeah <laughs> no uh so the reason i'm lumping them all together is because i wanted I've been working on that open world game mm-hmm. episode and I want to call them like open world light okay. because it is kind of an open world where you can go back to mm-hmm. the areas that you've been to, but it's a linear story okay. and there's not side quests. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to go back to where you were. So it's more of like, you're like walking through, four rooms and you just like look around and collect things mm-hmm. and then go to the next room and you look around and collect things and then you go to the next room and you look around and collect things. Like mm-hmm. 
I kind of want to start making like a spectrum of open world games because then you have the games that like the the um, Soulsborne games, like Bloodborne, uh, Dark Souls games, God of War, that are more open world but have very light side quests, if any at all. Mm-hmm. But like it is more about going and like, and then uh, the the Jedi. I'm drawing a blank on it. The game, the recent, the game that's coming out, Survivor, Survivor. But what's the original one? Oh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order, yeah. Where it's like, it's it's a little bit more open world. It's kind of, it's really weird because I'm very much a full open world game kind of person. I really like the Assassin's Creed games that are all open world, and you're bouncing all over the place constantly. Mm-hmm. You go back to the same place nineteen thousand times. Yep. Um, Before you get too far into your rant, I mm-hmm. missed a good opportunity there. I should have said uh, Jedi Law and Order. Da dum, dum, da da dum, dum. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it's just it's it's really weird because I'm because I'm such a big open world person that I'm when I'm playing these games, it's teaching me a lot more about play. I've talked about this a little bit. Playing the game for what it's supposed to be. Instead of playing the mm-hmm. game with the expectations of other games. Right. Uh, which is what I've struggled. I've tried to play Bioshock a couple times, and I just never really got into it. But that's because I was trying to play it like an Assassin's Creed game. Uh. But every time now, I'm enjoying it thoroughly because I'm like, all right, I'm playing Bioshock 2. They have this thing that I can do like a power. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really commit to the power. The thing that's unique to this game that is clearly like the point. Mm-hmm. And it makes it so much more fun because I get like a, like one of the things you can do is you can hack little turrets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do that. And I have like a little yeah. army of things. And it makes things so much easier and so much more fun than just like first person shootering it where yeah. I just shoot everything and kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories for those games are all like all of them. Bioshock, the Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And like they're all so, so good. Yeah. Like, they're renowned for their stories. So, I'm just having a whole lot of fun. Uh, I will... When I do my open world game thing, I I plan to basically tie games together that, like, if you've played this game and you li- or like you like this facet of the game, these are games that you would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can kind of... It's like a matrix, basically. Like, if you really liked Arkham Asylum, you should play the Bioshock games because they're very similar in that. Okay. So those are things I've been playing. Um, I and I'll call this one my last one. Daredevil season. So I finished. I remembered that I've been doing the watch through <laughs> of the menu. Uh, finished Jessica Jones. That show was so good. Finished all three seasons. No, I'm doing it in like uh, release order. Oh, okay, I'm doing it Defenders watch through. Okay, with the exception of Iron Fist one. Perfect. So sad for you to miss out on that one. Yep. Gonna be so. I may. What's the like? There's like one episode that's actually okay. No, there's not. I feel like it's the first episode. It's like there's like a couple promising parts in it. The first five minutes are not half bad. Yeah, I may do that and then skip it. But uh, yeah, Jessica Jones is so good. Um, Yep. It's a lot longer than I remember because it's a lot of like she almost gets him and then doesn't she almost gets him and then doesn't she almost gets yep. him and then doesn't yep and so like each time i'm like oh is this the time she actually captures him no right. oh is this the time she catches him no <laughs> yeah um then i didn't realize it was uh, daredevil one jessica jones one and then daredevil two right daredevil two that's a mess sorta yeah 
They cram a lot into it. It's all- they cram a lot into it, and it's all set up. Yeah, and I don't like that because it constant it like all it feels like is just the prologue for the Punisher series and Defenders, mm-hmm. and there's not a Daredevil story as much in there. Not so much. Like yeah, you get a little bit of Daredevil Electra stuff, but but that's all still set up. Like anything that has to do right. with the hand is just a setup for Iron Fist or for uh for Defenders. Yeah, like. There are really, it's basically like, as a whole, it's not a very good Daredevil show, but there are some really good Daredevil moments within it. There's mm-hmm. the, um, like, you get Foggy gets to be a really good lawyer. Yep. That whole, the, um, I mean, like, there's good moments, not necessarily even Daredevil, there's good moments throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Karen Page's whole story with, like, trying to figure it out herself and kind of becoming mm-hmm. more of the journalist, yep. I really like that story. Um, I love the... Like, she has faith in Frank Castle, and a lesser story would have like like there's like the at the very end when he captures his old mm-hmm. lieutenant or whatever. She's like, "Don't kill him! Like you're better than this." And a lesser show would have him be like, "You're right," mm-hmm. but no, it's the Punisher. He does it, and yeah. like that allows for the show to exactly the, the Daredevil or the Punisher show to happen. But it's just like. It makes sense on Matt being so detached from the Punisher storyline because of the Electra storyline. Right. But there's two entirely different stories happening at the same time. Yeah. And I don't really like that. It feels this it feels like two different shows going on at once mm-hmm. and both of them and like I said both of them are setups. Right. For other shows. Okay. And it just feels like that the whole time. Okay. It's well written. And like the action is pretty fun in a lot of places. Always um, fight. I always love a good hero who doesn't kill fighting alongside an anti-hero who does. <laughs> and like the constantly like knocking the gun out of his hand, like yep. like the like Batman or Daredevil like having yep. to keep an eye on the person they're fighting next to and like have to get distracted to stop him from killing somebody. <laughs> I feel like it's like uh I don't know, just Trying to trying to do housework while the toddler tries to help. It's just like no yes. no no, honey, come on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that fight. There's the fight on the rooftop. That's so mm. much fun. Yep. Um, what I am not particularly a fan of is that he doesn't do the same with Electra. He just lets her kill people. Yeah, that's because she does sex stuff with him. <laughs> Which, like, if that's the argument, I don't like that. I feel like Matt is so dumb when it comes to Electra. I, I I don't think it's genuinely infatuation or or love for that matter. I think it's more that he knows her and he understands her. Yeah. And also, I think she was killing the ninjas that are. Oh no, they're they're still alive. They just don't have. They can steady their heartbeat. Because that's the whole thing. Right. That also is like a part that's weird that I was like like he couldn't hear them. And so he had to listen to their blades. Mm-hmm. And then when they put their blades away, he has to listen to their breath. And I'm like, but doesn't he feel attacks coming from micro changes in air pressure? Probably. So he wouldn't feel their punches coming anyway? Probably. Oh, it was just like, it, it was a slight disconnect from how yeah. first season happened. The whole Wilson Fisk thing, like the, in the prison using uh, Punisher is mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Anything with Wilson Fisk is good. Yes. Uh so, yeah, that is my, let's see if I, I had a few notes written. Let's see if I got them all. 
Uh, I will say in season three or in episode three, uh, there was the long take of him like fighting down the stairs mm. where the cuts are distracting. Yeah. Like I notice it. It's one of those things where like they do like a person like moves in front of the camera, mm-hmm. but then like people's like people are in different body positions yeah. and like you notice them. And it honestly was more distracting than if they were just to do a normal fight right. with cuts. Oh, there was so many things that go missing, like it, like bad editing oh, throughout it. Yeah, uh, there was a fight in uh, a ninja attacked Matt in his house, uh, and he like picked up the dining the coffee table to mm-hmm. block some like shurikens. Mm-hmm. And the next shot, like, and he like it's like he he goes to throw it. Like, throw it to the side, uh-huh. and the next shot, the table is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> There's not even, like, a sound of the table hitting the ground anywhere. Um, the spot was also there, and he just threw it into one of the spots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think it was the same fight scene that he, like, hits the sword out of the guy's hand mm-hmm. off to the right, and you don't hear the sound, but it cuts to the thing, and he's, like, fully recovered from having done that, and the sword is all the way to the side of the left. And you never hear it hit the ground. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, stuff like that. Like, I think that fight scene in particular was poorly edited. Okay. Uh, but it was very... I was like, where'd the table go? Where'd the sword go? What's going on? <laughs> I think CinemaSins. <laughs> um, so, it's just... This one felt like... It wasn't as tight as the first season or the third season. And it just feels like setup mm-hmm. the whole time. And it's very distracting. Yep. Still enjoyable, but... I think probably down at like an uh, maybe a seven or an eight. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I I still really enjoy that season, but I think it is definitively the weakest of the three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I can't remember anything else that I've done. Putting all my new fifty two comics into storage. That would make sense because we're moving into an apartment. We're downsizing, and I'm like. Gotta get rid of a couple of these bookshelves, and that yep. takes up like four shelves of my big <laughs> bookshelf, and I don't read them. I'm saving like the Court of Owls ones, the Nightwing, mm-hmm. I think All Star Western, like a couple of like the ones that I genuinely enjoy can remember, right. but I don't need the Blue Beetle from the New 52, <laughs> or any of the Superman, or any of the Teen Titans, or any of the Green Lantern. <laughs> Fair. Don't need any, need any of that. Yep. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Shalstree? We probably better soused. Thanks everyone for listening to this uh, disproportionately short episode. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, other places like that. Uh, do check us out on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod, where we uh, talk the ticks. So it's strictly just us talking about different genuses of ticks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, check us out on TikTok at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, you can find us uh, at Gmail, justusloserspod at gmail.com. We are very reachable there if you have anything interesting to say about uh, Rebels. How how excited should I be for continuing to watch Rebels? Uh, how excited should Preston be for starting Rebels? Preston's over there doing sort of a robot. It's uh yeah, yeah, it's, that's the robot. Uh, I think he's, that means he's waiting on me to you know, wrap this up. So I'll just drag it out a little bit. I'm enjoying the show. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We're nominally on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at just us losers pod. Uh, look forward to next week when, I don't know. We'll probably talk some, some things will happen and we'll, we'll probably talk about them. It'll be a good time. 
Or nothing will happen and we'll spin our wheels for 30 minutes. That's also entirely possible. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think that's all I got, though. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.